Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is really exciting because it's been well known that adult fish produce sounds, adult fish of many different species, but nobody had ever really considered that the larvae, the little babies, can also make sound. And we've got a nice little recording here of the little baby uh, grey snapper larva making their sound. So this is a knock, as you call it. And this is a growl. earth do fish produce these sounds? I mean, so, so I'm speaking and I'm using my vocal cords in order to make vibrations, in order for sound to be admitted. But how do fish speak? Well, fish produce sounds through uh, several different mechanisms. Some fish actually just rub different hard parts of their body against one another. So that might be part of the jaws or some of the fins. And that's called a stridulation sound, which is really sort of sounds like a scraping. But this sound that we recorded here is more indicative of a muscle sound apparatus. So a lot of fish have these sonic muscles which surround their swim bladder. And they can flex these muscles, which then produces a sound. We suggest that that is how the gray snapper makes sound, although the exact mechanism has not been described. Now, in terms of the function, we only recorded these sounds at night, even though we did experiments both during the day and at night. So what this suggests to us is that the sounds have some function that is not attainable by other means in the dark. So maybe they're using these sounds to maintain group cohesion, to stick together during the dark night when they have no visual cues and they can't see one another. We do know that the larval fish of many other species do actually arrive together at the end of their planktonic journey. They arrive in groups on the reef or on the seagrass wherever they're settling. And so the fact that they can actually stick together really does say something about their behavior, that they do have the means to stick together, and nobody's really shown how they might do this. So we're just suggesting that this may be done through acoustic signals. So how far do these, these grey snappers actually swim? Good question. Well, it's likely that these particular fish were spawned somewhere in the lower Florida Keys. And actually, um, that would be a good question to follow up with. You know, it's possible that maybe these fish were also spawned in northern Cuba and that they made their way through the currents and through swimming up into the Florida Straits. But we don't know for sure. I mean, larval fish, if they're out in the ocean for 30 days, they can go quite a great distance, especially in a place like Florida where you have the Gulf Stream, which is so fast, it transports them quite a large distance. And you did this by doing quite an exciting experiment by getting almost a giant fish tank and instead of using glass as the walls you used mesh and then um, floating this giant fish tank full of little larvae in in the sea around Florida. Uh, Yes so we deployed what we call the drifting in situ chamber and this chamber is basically a clear acrylic frame which holds a mesh compartment where we put a single little baby fish and on this frame, we also have a camera and a compass, which tracks the movement of the little fish throughout time. So we originally set out to record the orientation behavior of the little baby fish to see if they're swimming towards shore or away from shore or what have you. Uh, But we also had a hydrophone on the instrument as well in order to record the 
ambient sounds that the fish experience when they're out in the ocean. But we were quite surprised when we went and listened to these recordings to discover that there's actually sounds coming from inside of this behavioral chamber, sounds that were produced by the fish themselves.